0: All right, guys, welcome back to the School Food Rocks podcast. This is your host, Joe Urban. Joining me again today is Lauren Couchua, culinary specialist and farm-to-school guru for Greenville County Schools. We've been focusing a lot on chefs in schools lately on this show, and we're going to continue that again today. Like Lauren and I have mentioned multiple times in this show, bringing chefs into schools can be a game-changer when you find the right one. Our industry has been on a mission for quite a while now to improve the quality and the perception of school meals, and when a qualified and dedicated chef finds their way into our industry, they bring with them a wealth of knowledge that can better help school food programs improve their skill sets and incorporate more scratch and speed scratch cooking. On today's episode of the School Food Rocks podcast, Lauren and I will be talking with my good friend, Chef Jason Hall. Jason is currently the Director of Food Service and Executive Chef and Director of the Culinary Farm at Marin Country Day School, a private K-8 school just north of San Francisco. After graduating from the Culinary Institute of America at Greystone in St. Helena, California in 1997, Jason worked at some notable establishments such as Skywalker Ranch, the Lark Creek Inn in Larkspur, California, and the Brant Point Grill on Nantucket Island in Massachusetts. Chef Jason believes when you cook from scratch with ingredients grown seasonally with respect for the earth and its oceans, also procuring food from local purveyors and food shed, you are feeding your school community in the most healthy and responsible way. In 2010, Chef Jason was invited to attend the launch of the Chef's Moves to Schools, hosted by First Lady Michelle Obama and Chef Sam Cass at the White House. Jason has been a leader in the Culinary Institute of America's Healthy Kids Collaborative since 2016 and is the current co-lead on the Plant Forward Working Group. Chef Jason is a tireless advocate for school food reform, an amazing chef, a farm-to-school master, and I'm glad to call him a friend. So without further ado, let's go. Jason, welcome to the School Food Rocks podcast. How you doing today, my brother?
1: Uh, thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited. Same. Today. It's uh, it's uh, great to to hear uh, you and Lauren. And um, yeah, it's uh, this should be a great conversation. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, we got lots of cool stuff to talk about today. Uh, but before we get started, can you tell our listeners for the one or two out there who might not know who you are because everybody knows chef jason hall.
1: oh come on tell
0: us who you come are on. what your background is um how'd you get into school food service and you know what's going on in your world currently
1: okay yeah um so i'm chef jason hall i'm the uh, the director of culinary services at the marine country day school in marine county california which is just north of san francisco um, we are a private K through eight. We have about six hundred students um, that we feed every day. Um, we also feed another one hundred fifty um, faculty and staff. So everyone eats together as a community on campus each each day for lunch. Um, awesome. So feeding about seven seven hundred fifty people, um, and yeah, I've been here at, for twenty nine happy years. Um, we are uh, nestled in Marin County. And we are right on the San Francisco Bay. And then our campus actually flows up um, on 32 acres into what is called Ring Mountain. Um, half our students come from San Francisco, half our students come from Marin. So it's, it's really become a dream job over the, the uh, 29 years that I've uh, been here. I've been in the kitchen, leading the kitchen for the last 19 years. And then I started the culinary farm program, which is our um, garden program. Um, about 13 years ago with, uh, with a partner and um, a longtime science teacher, Bob Densmore, um, who has since retired. So um, we, um, you know, I've, I've dabbled in lots of different careers within education and cooking. Um, I started out as wanting to be a, well, I've always wanted to be a chef, but I, as far as a career work, I was kind of going towards uh, more of the teaching realm. So I've done a lot of teaching um, here at Marine Country Day, um, and then you a know, few years in, I decided to go to culinary school, and um, I'm a graduate of the Culinary Institute of America at Greystone in Napa, and um, got my bacon and pastry degree there, and then dabbled in restaurants uh, for a couple of years before returning back to the education side of things. Um, so... It's uh, it's been a it's a great great ride. I've I've uh, did some great um, you know fun work in farm to table fine dining, um, including you know Lark Creek Inn and Larkspur, right here in Marin. Then I worked for uh, George Lucas at Skywalker Ranch as a pastry chef up there for him for a little bit. Um, wow. Then my wife and I went off to Nantucket, and we are pastry chefs on Nantucket, um, a little closer to your neck of the woods out there in the East yeah. Coast um, for a season and, uh, almost spent a full year there, but the, you know, Marine Country Day School called me back. They just, it just is, uh, really the place where I kind of, um, definitely want to be. And, um, the chef of 30 years, uh, happened to retire, um, back in 2003 and, and, uh, now, with my culinary background, they they asked me if I'd like to leave the kitchen, and it's been a dream job because I get to teach um, in the gardens, and I'm still doing education, nutrition education, and um, showing kids where the food comes from, and and you know how we grow food, and then they see it you know at the in the lunch line. Um, but then I'm also, um, you know, trying to make the very best school nutrition program um in the country not you know if not the world i know yours is up there joe so well,
0: come on let's know. compete brother when <laughs> we compete when we compete <laughs> with each other to be the best in the nation our kids win man so let's bring. It's i think so true. i think it's we need so more true. i think we need more people competing to see who is the best cuz at the end of the day we all win our kids and our kids no, are the real winners
1: it is so true so i knew you know i knew coming into this kitchen here that i can make an impact, um, statewide, national, you know, nationally. And so, you know, we're, we're doing a program that hopefully inspires many to, uh, really see what, what, what school food, like good food in schools should look like. Well, that's super- hope, so that's hopefully, kind of me In a nutshell.
0: Yeah. Hopefully is an understatement <laughs> because I've known you for, for quite a while now. And um, yes. hopefully it's not what's happening. What is happening is that you are inspiring people all over this country to do incredible work, whether it's through some of your work we're going to talk about um, with the CIA, the Healthy Kids Collaborative, or the incredible work you're doing on your farm, or just amazing meals that you guys are, are showcasing. And, you know, for our listeners out there, um, you know, we've had a, a variety of people on this show already. We've had – Directors from other states, we've had uh, State Department people, we've had manufacturers, brokers, a lot of my people, we've had principals, superintendents, we've had the gamut of everybody on there. Um, but you're you're the first one that we've had on that is serving food to school age kids, but through a private school. And um, right. I want to right, and, and there's a difference there. You know, obviously, you don't have to follow the right. same nutritional guidelines as we do, and you have a different budget. And, uh, you know, I've heard somebody mention that before. Well, he don't have to follow our guidelines. Yeah, but let me tell you what, the fact that he doesn't have to doesn't mean that his are superior to what you're doing already. You know, he he may not have sodium limits, but I guarantee his meals would fall within our guidelines. So I want everybody to know that, that even though you don't have to follow some of the guidelines that we we have to follow, you're still far superior than most programs out there who do have to do that in the – the nutritional content of your meals. You're doing incredible work, brother.
1: No, I, I appreciate that. And we, we, you know, we, we know, um, we, we do play by different rules cause I, am not, um, I'm not tied by any, um, you know, nutritional guidelines statewide or federally, but we, you know, and I have an incredible team and without my team, we're not doing any of this. Right. So the, uh, the day-to-day process is easy serve the best uh food that we can to our school community
0: each and every day so
1: that means you know where am i getting my food right i'm looking at my purveyors constantly farm to school how is farm to school gonna fit um you know i'm always trying to do better each day every day every week every month every school year um and I think we do that. I think we're hitting all the, you know, we're checking all the boxes there, but it's a constant uh, relooking and reshaping of the program um, almost weekly, right? Because, mm. you know, we're battling droughts out here in California. And now we're battling floods yeah. um, and mudslides. And so the farmers are having a really tough go at it. You know, what how, what, what kind of relationship and commitment can I get from the farmers and vice versa? Um, and, and when I say, You know, my when I'm purchasing, um, you know, my food products for my program, I'm looking at my food shed and I'm looking at, you know, my local has, you know, my we could we have lots of farms around us. Right. But my local is kind of expanded to the state of California with all the issues that we've had of late. Um, But that also opens up doors for. Uh, more farm to school partnerships, which has been awesome. Um, and recently, coming out of uh, the pandemic, I've been um, really recommitted to our local proteins: chicken, beef, eggs. Um, you know, items like that that I wasn't particularly procuring from um, as local as I am now. Before the pandemic, so um, so we're constantly changing. We're constantly getting better, um, and we're just constantly. Um, Looking for ways to you know, do it well here, but with the scope of how can this help or change the wider view of school nutrition across the country? And how can I create tools and inspiration for everybody else um, across the country um, that's, that's working in school nutrition? Um, so kind of an incubator kind of deal. And uh, I've been it's just been such a blast um, being able to um, do a program that I think is a great model for the country. Um, and, you know, it's it's baby steps. Right. We're, we're getting yes. there. But mm-hmm. um, but we feel it, you know, especially with uh, California feeding all students um, for free in schools um, this year. It's we're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. So we'll you know, we're just going to keep keep pounding the pavement and keep working hard. Um, and then spreading all of our knowledge because um, that's the best thing about school nutrition. We want to share, right? Yeah. Being a school chef, we want to share uh, you know, our wins uh, sometimes our losses. And um, that's the, my favorite part about school nutrition, you know, being in the chef world. Now, nah, you know, that was, that was competition,
0: Cut right? <laughs> you're not sharing
1: the information that you're doing. So Um, so it's been, it's been, it's, you know, that's, that's been my favorite part about school nutrition.
0: You said a couple things, uh, there that I want to definitely highlight. So in my opinion, Jason, if you would have stopped improving, say seven years ago today, you would still be regarded as one of the best in this business. Period. So no, that, that's that how much kind. I think about you.
1: That is very kind. I but, appreciate that. Joe. But that
0: wasn't good enough for you guys. And this is how we, we operate here. And it's definitely how you operate. And it's, in my opinion, how all exemplary programs operate. You didn't settle for seven years ago. What can I do next? How do I get a little better? How do I get a little better? And those, those minor incremental improvements that happen on a day-to-day basis in exemplary programs... Um, result in amazing things over the course of some time. So, first, I think everybody already knew that about you. So that that's not news to anybody. But I applaud that because that's how we all, you know, today's goal when we get done with this podcast is find a way to get better tomorrow. That's what we do um, every every, sing, every single day. Absolutely. The other thing you mentioned that I love about you, and it's one of the first things that that drew me to you years ago, was that you are so invested in programs that operate under the national school lunch program. You are so involved in a number of different uh, efforts to help train and educate people where it's definitely not required of your position by any means, but that's a personal mission that I know you're on. And you're so invested in this, this greater good for the kids in the country when it's not necessary. So for all those reasons it's, you know, I, I'm a huge fan and friend and, Glad to know you uh, because you don't have to do any of that. You could have stopped a long time ago and you'd still be awesome. You didn't have to invest any of your time or efforts into helping uh, K-12 programs around the country improve their skill sets or knowledge or or teach farm to school, but you do. And that's, we need more of that in this industry.
1: No. And I, I appreciate that. I I knew coming into this kitchen 2004 that, um, you know, we're a super progressive school, right. Um, And including the lunch program, And that we've had chefs in our school um, since it was, you know, started in 1957 by Julia Child's sister. Right. So the food better be good. (laughs) But the you know, we've had salad bars since the early 80s. You know, we've had these um, visions of scratch cooking um, since the 70s. Right. So. I knew when I took over this program that I had to be progressive. I had to um, make something special to share with the country. And that's what that's what we've been able to do um, for the most part. Um, so, we, you know, I came into a great foundation. It's a great situation. But, you know, if I'm not sharing um, what's possible in school nutrition and school lunch, um, you know, we're working in a silo and, and I think, um, you know, we're not, we're not furthering, um, ourselves or the rest of the country. Right. Um, when I was, I I visited the white house in 2010, I was invited to help Michelle Obama launch her chef moves the schools, uh, um, movement. And that was eye-opening. When my opening couple of days there in DC, um, Meeting other chefs, meeting um chef Sam Cass, that's that's a White House chef that was uh um, creating this program with 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 uh, a first lady. And um and it was just an amazing couple of days that really inspired me to um, do more and search out opportunities to do better work um across the nation. And that's what really catapulted, you know, my want to um to help everybody and not just be in a silo here in Marin County.
2: Nice. Well, I know, like uh, Joe yeah. said, we all definitely appreciate it. Um, I admitted priors, so and I'll admit for the record that you are my farm to school idol for all that you do out there. <laughs> it is so cool, and it's um, thank you, Lauren. Oh, it's inspiring, and then it makes me jealous, and then it just makes me want to work harder here to to implement exactly what you're doing there here. Now, we have a little bit of a challenge because you are one location, and we've got almost 100 or so, but I this is more of a message to people who say, like, well, I can't do what they do. They're a private school. Find one school in your public school program that wants to do something like this, and you can, because we have some schools that are doing very similar work to what you're doing, um, just right. not on as big of a level. Absolutely. Now, you said you have, is it Absolutely. 32 acres?
1: 32 acres. Yeah. We're, uh, we're nestled into uh, a little bit of a valley, um, in, uh, in a beautiful little mountain here. Yeah. And then we're, we're, our campus flows down to the bay.
2: Oh, okay. Wow. Good Lord. Like, were you Mother Teresa in a previous life to get to do the, these kinds of things? And <laughs> it's, a,
1: it's, a, yeah, I'm just going to just keep the dream alive. It's going to keep going forward. But yeah,
2: it's a, it's, it's, it's a dream job. It truly is. Oh, absolutely.
0: for It's me. so cool. Your parents gotta love you too. That's all I can say. I mean, I'm,
2: the parents of the students are his own personal parents.
0: Well, your parents should be proud of <laughs> you too, but the parents of, yeah. the, of the students attending your school have to be excited about what you're yeah. doing. You know, I mean, it's, it's a little <laughs> more expensive to go to your school than it is to go to my school. I'm, we're not going to talk numbers here, but sure, there's absolutely. gotta be some expectations for some kind of quality. Yeah. Um, there. yeah, and see, they, the, they gotta and be super magic,
1: happy. right? Like, like, you know, for the most part, everyone's pretty happy with eating lunch here every day. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal, right? And, um, to, you know, be feeding these kids and, and showing them what, um, you know, how they can fuel their bodies in healthy ways for them and the planet each day is the goal. That's great. And, and they need to like it. Yes. Cause it's not nutrition until it hits their stomachs. Right? right. So, so it's, it, it's a great system that we have in place. Um, but it's also um, very education oriented yeah. um, and hopefully they'll be healthy for the rest of their lives because they had this, um, this great um, school lunch that they were able to, you know, eat lots of different things and, and be, be creative, mm-hmm. but also, you know, um, you know, choose foods that are good for them yeah. and good for the planet. Right. So, you know, we've done a lot of great work, but we have so much more work to do. So yeah. I think, I think I we're all
0: fortunate if we, if we sit back and think about the opportunities we have to make, not just impacts on, on what our students eat today. Cause that's cool. I love showing pictures on Facebook of something cool. I I serve kids and getting them to eat vegetables and I, I love that. That's cool. But I think what a lot of people don't realize in our industry that when we do it very, very well, that this may have impacts on their life for the next 60, 70 years. And the fact that that we have an opportunity to help people live better lifestyles through eating. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think it gets lost on some people in our industry, but it's not lost on us. We've definitely been able over the years to really change uh, eating habits of students. And, and hopefully that's going to be, it's going to result in them having uh, better lives, you know?
2: It's one of my biggest reasons no, for why absolutely. I love farm to school is, I, I can't remember if I've told the story on here or not before, but when I first got into farm to school in Florida, it was with a science teacher who was just growing grape tomatoes um, right outside her window. And so we worked with her and I was like, hey, you know, we should serve this in the cafeteria. We worked with our local authorities, got it working, no big deal. But the day that we put it out there, we made an announcement over the PA system to the school that, hey, Miss Susie Hassett's uh, grape tomatoes are on the salad bar today, everybody. And we sold out that day of salads. And so I wow. was thrilled watching the kids come through the line. And I went out into the cafeteria, camera ready, want to get pictures of the kids. And there were just bowls of lettuce, and all the tomatoes were eaten. And it was like my wow. very first eye opener to go. What kids are a part of, they will try, and it teaches absolutely. them. I mean, my another thing that I love about farm to school is the true magic of growing something. If you've never grown something, it is so cool to put a seed into dirt and then watch it sprout. That's my baby. I mean, use you. you oh, I absolutely. feel like a magician. I'm yeah. <laughs> like, look what I've created. Absolutely, it is so cool. Damn,
1: And to be able to do that with our kindergartners, first graders, second graders, and and really start them off um, with that education early, it it really does stick with them. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, you know, and like you said before, Lauren, just now, um, when you involve the kids in the process, they're more apt to try it and like it and and be invested.
2: Mm -hmm. I do a a little bit of nutrition education with some of our students here and I'm really, really fortunate with one of our elementary schools, Mitchell Road. There's an amazing uh, STEM teacher out there, Miss Martha Harris, who allows me to come in and talk to her, her kids about, you know, nutrition education and what they're growing. And she has an amazing garden. Hers is probably the closest to what you're doing out there, and uh, mm-hmm. and it's great to talk love, to them. Love it. Oh, it, it is so wonderful the things that she does with those students. But then I'll do nutrition education at another school. And um, I'll go through the, you know, five food groups and the benefits of everything and eating the rainbow. And those kids are really happy to have somebody new there speaking with them, but they are so less likely to try the fruits and vegetables I've brought than Miss Harris's class who's eating the things that they've grown. So I I just stress to everybody, like if you have even the most remote interest in doing any kind of school garden, like please let me know because the students are the. I, I love it, but the students are the ones that benefit in the end from it. Um, and then we're talking about like life, Absolutely. lifelong. Absolutely, um,
0: Lauren's done. A, Lauren's done such a great job for us. Like before she got here, roughly three years ago now. Yeah, almost exactly three years ago. I mean, we had a farm to school plan in place, and it was it was very different everywhere, but. Um, one of the things she was able to bring to us is her love for farm to school and her love for nutrition education. So, um, she's been tremendous in expanding our farm to school efforts and, uh, her ability to go from school to school throughout this district that is 825 square miles and work with teachers has been very beneficial for our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Jason, so your, your kids are eating your food. They, they see the farm out there. Um, is is part of their educational day out there in the farm at all?
1: Yeah, you know when we started the culinary farm program back in two thousand and ten, we um, we knew it was going to have to weave into the curriculum. So it's built into the curriculum in our lower grade, lower school, which is uh, k through four. Um coming out of Covid, we're kind of reinventing the program and um, so right now, as it stands, kindergarten first grade and second grade are in the gardens weekly um nice we will expand third and fourth um probably next year um but if it's not in the curriculum it makes it tough now for the older kids they get to use uh the gardens um you know they use it through science through art through whatever um whatever the teachers want to do in the gardens we let them do in the gardens that's and awesome. uh, and that's been awesome It's not particularly part of the curriculum per se, but there are, um, um, they they will have uh, some class times that they get to get into the gardens. And as we grow the program, um, eventually it'll be K through eight within the curriculum, um, hopefully the next couple of years, um, because we're again kind of reinventing it right now um, coming out of the pandemic. I was doing uh, garden zoom classes to kindergartners that i'd never met during the pandemic and wow. that was that was eye-opening <laughs> that mm-hmm. was so it's, it's nice to be back in person obviously and and have those kids actually in the gardens and yeah. not just um, seeing it through through uh through a screen but um as we reinvent um, we know that that's the most important piece that it's in yes. the uh, curriculum because i've heard over and over from, people around the world who come in and, and tour our school and campus and and see the culinary farm program and our lunch program that they, it's a, it's the same story I hear all the time. Oh, we, we had, you know, a great fundraiser and our volunteers came and put a garden in, but it only grows weeds, right? Because there's not a point person or point people Mm -hmm. to take care of that program. You need to nurture it. It's a garden. You need to really have people, um, people on it, um, daily, uh, if not just weekly, um, to really, um, have an impact in, an educational setting.
2: Yeah. I could not agree more. We, you know, if I hear anybody being, um, having interest for a school garden, they're always like, so where do I start? What's the best piece of advice to get going? I'm like somebody who cares then you guys are going to need a team yeah. because one person can't do it by themselves. And our most successful school gardens are the ones where they've built it into the curriculum and the students are the ones mm-hmm. that help take care of it. Absolutely.
0: What, what I've seen no, that, here over the years is that, you know, there for a time there would be a elementary school who was absolutely killing it. And It would be Chef Jason Hall approved but there was like a a PTA mom there who was a PTA member while their their kid was in elementary school. And once she left crickets, you know, nobody was there to take the place or a a teacher led the charge. And then she got, you know, relocated to another school and boom, it was gone. So that that's been the hardest thing for us at the school level is, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to find somebody who's going to be there for the long term to continue this.
2: Yeah. And again,
1: and, and I go ahead, Lauren,
2: I do I was just going to say that's why it can't be the one person. One person may spark that interest, get everybody going, but teachers move around so quickly. Parents, their kids age out, go on to another school, wherever, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, while it, why it gets dropped. It's got to be a whole school initiative.
1: No, absolutely. And the community, the school community has to be behind it and have that support. And the administration has to be behind it and have that support. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get asked all the time, where where do I start? Right. Like, yeah. I, you know, I built this over 13 years, what I have now. It didn't just um, and we had gardens before. Mm-hmm. Right. They just look different. So um, it's, again, baby steps. Like I tell people and I wrote an article about um, farm to school um, a couple of years ago. And, you know, the, one of the questions was where does someone get started wherever they are in the country? Right. Cause yes. you know, there's different growing seasons and mm-hmm. most of the country is buried in snow most of the year. And you know, what, what, how do you do it? And I always say, start with baby steps. You can, there's definitely uh, many companies out there. Like, um, one company that comes to mind is back to the roots. Um, we love they're them. here in the Bay area, mm-hmm. but they, they have those grow kits that you could do in your classroom. Yep.
0: We right? used them. Yep.
1: And you could graduate. Yeah, they're fantastic, right? So um uh it's shameless plug for them. They're they're good friends of mine. But um you know <laughs> that's sponsoring the, the kind show of today. Baby <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of baby steps to them, you know, everyone thinks that oh, I gotta have, you know, thirty two acres to have a garden. No. no find those spaces. Mm-hmm. So start with grow kits in your classroom just so you can see so the kids can see how yes. To grow food how how food where does food come from mm-hmm. and then maybe you have some boxes outside your classroom or, where you do some herbs or, or some tomatoes or different things our gardens students. inside so, the
0: classroom work mm-hmm. well for us
1: yeah. oh absolutely yeah. so there's ways you can do farm to school and school gardens without having a huge budget without um having a bunch of land a bunch of space Um, so if you, you know, if there's, you know, and, and it could be just one teacher in their classroom doing it and that's fine too. So uh, the more we can show, um, our kids how to grow food and where our food comes from, I think we're going to be better off as a country.
0: Yeah. I think most people, when they hear farm to school, they have something in mind, whether it's, it's your culinary farm or. A good friend of ours used to work here in Greenville with us uh, is a director in a neighboring district, Ron Jones. He's got a, a mm-hmm. I think it's 20 acres he's growing. It's an organic farm and you think, oh, that's farm to school. But, you know, Lauren's done a good job here to explain to everybody that farm to school looks, it looks different a thousand different ways, you know, mm-hmm. whether it is totally. just those totally. tower gardens in there or the grow kits or are we partnering with, with local farmers mm-hmm. here? That's farm to school. It doesn't mean we have, everybody has to grow their own stuff, but um, there's right. lot, lots of ways to skin that cat, I think.
2: Yeah. There shouldn't be the mentality yeah. of what I can't do. It's more, what can I do and how do I make that happen? And start small. I mean, I've had people come to me too with like the vision of what Joe's talking about. And I have flat out told them, let's just start with one bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, not gonna, yeah. we're not going to, we're yeah. not going to go all out right away when you've never had anything and you don't have a team and it's, uh, August. That's the other thing too. Right. You know, you had mentioned right. getting the kids out there, whether it's weekly or monthly or daily, We find that the biggest challenge is the summer when school is out. When everything grows. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's our best grow time here, though. So um, I've been working with some of our schools to, like, help just prep their soil, their land, for when they do come back because you don't want to try to keep that going and then, you know, it was a waste of um, resources at that time.
1: Right. And we've, um, over the years – you know, our, we, we grow most of our, we grow all year round. So we're lucky, right? Um, we're in California and we, we get to do that. And, um, but, but our, you know, our, our biggest season is summer. Mm -hmm. So we've, um, actually created a, you know, um, a timetable where we plant our fall, um, plants, um, really late. And, but we're again, we're able to do that because we have a, Uh, late summer that goes into september and october Mm -hmm. right so we know we have that time and we'll have um you know some some great um um you know the days will be starting to get shorter but um you know after experimenting with different crops and different times we usually would be planting you know our pumpkins in the next this month this is march right mm-hmm. um so but we've been able to push those pumpkins back a month or so to have a later harvest that's cool and that's worked well for us so nice. timing is a but also you know if you're you're planting um more simpler things like herbs and things like that they're easier to grow and you could use them um you know into the winter you yeah. know, it just depends on what you want to plant. Um, you know, pumpkins take up a lot of space and, but
2: and they're so uh, cool. You
1: know, the squashes, they're awesome.
2: Yeah. Pumpkin and corn was my new uh my new love when I moved here.
1: We we grew a bunch of corn uh for the first time last last season, last year. That's cool. Um, so it's um, you know, it really depends. Um, like you said, you could chop it up in so many different ways, mm-hmm. but the main thing is doing something and not nothing.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. You know, so the other day I was in Joe's office and uh, we're talking and I look down and I see this book and he goes, oh, you should check that out. You're going to like that. It was your cookbook and I loved it. Oh, yes. That is Thank super you. cool. How Thank did that come you. to be about?
1: Oh, So that came to be about, um, so we were maybe six years into culinary farm And uh, the parents have always asked me, hey, can you write a cookbook? Can you write a cookbook? We want we want recipes. Uh, They 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 just were ready to, you know, after, you know, a few, um, you know, years of being in my program, people really wanted access to the recipes. So as a fundraiser, I teamed up with a friend, uh, Tyler Florence and his lovely wife, Tolan Florence. Um, with his team to um, write this fundraising cookbook that, um, that became pretty popular around the country um, when I was putting it out on social media and um, something I'm very proud of.' It's, it's amazing to have a large piece of your career in one book, one space, right? So mm-hmm. it was a uh, amazing process. We're working on um, our next uh, culinary farm two, Number two cookbook um, probably this summer, so look nice. for that. Maybe in the fall. Yep. Uh, if you
0: could, make sure Lauren together, gets but... a signed copy of that one because I have yet to get oh, yeah. I Lauren, have yet yes. to get my personally signed copy <laughs> back from her.
2: I'm about to frame <laughs> it. Actually,
1: I see. I see how that goes yeah. over there. Um, no, I. I just it, it was such a fun project, and I learned so much. Um, I had no idea how much went into a cookbook. Um, mm. and, um, it was just an incredible process and, and again, like super proud. And my crew is super proud of, you know, being in there and, and, uh, being part of, um, something much bigger than, than just us.
0: So they, they should be there. They do awesome. amazing work. They do amazing work and they should be proud. And uh, another thing I love about you is you are constantly putting them up front going, look at them. Look at them. Yeah. They're killers the in the kitchen, the and they love kids. So it's awesome.
1: Absolutely.
0: You mentioned our friend Tyler Florence. Um, yes. Yeah, and he was recently I'm, here, and I was hoping you were going to make it when he came here. Um, for our listeners, um, Chef Tyler Florence is, is you know, probably one of the most famous chefs in America. I forget. He's been on Food Network TV for over 19 years. He's a Greenville oh, native yeah. and went to school, graduated school here in Greenville. And he recently came back and uh, for a euphoria at Greenville back in September. And uh, he said, dude, could I, could I do a demo for some kids? And we're like, oh, yeah, cool you that? can. So we got 20 kids <laughs> from across the district at our four culinary arts centers, um, five from each. And he spent, and this is a super busy guy. Um, he spent an hour and a half, two hours of his time just devoted to these kids and trying to help them understand so he did a he did a demo of his uh ribeye and his caesar salad from his miller and lux restaurant which uh, uh he invited amazing. us to come out there amazing. so i'm excited to do that but what what impressed me most about him and i've met him a couple times but i got to meet him uh more closely this time he's so humble sure. and genuine and when Absolutely. you know in the venue we had him in you know there was a the, one or two local TV news crews there. And then there was our media people there. And he looked at me and he goes, Joe, before we get started, can, can I just go somewhere else in another room with these kids and talk to them? I not camera. I don't want this to be on camera. And I was like, Oh yeah. yeah. So, you know, we got them in another room and he talked to them for 10 or 15 minutes, just about who are you? I want to understand you. Who are you? Don't worry about me. Who are you? What are your goals? What are your dreams? And then he did this amazing, two amazing demos. Um, and then at the end of it, he said, Joe, can you, can you, you know, get the cameras off again? And then it was all about, did I give you what you needed today? Did I yeah. give you yeah. not like, Hey, look at me. I'm this famous guy. Please ask me for my autograph. And he didn't want none of that crap. Did I give yeah. you Billy what you needed today? Barry, did you get what you needed today? What a cool and guy. And the message he left for those kids was just amazing. He was like, Find your passion and do it even when the people yes. that are around you who who are supposed to love you try to hold you back just do it. so I'm gonna let you talk more about Tyler because you got a, a closer personal relationship with him but he's just an amazing 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 guy
1: no that that is who he is what you got is who he is um, genuine always inspiring um, always willing to help. Um, I could text him anytime any day, and he gets right back. Um, and uh, just become a great friend and and you don't see that all that much these days in the you know we're we're in the world of social media and look at me, look at me, look at me what I'm do, you know what am I doing today? and I'm so great where he is um, just super humble, super, um, you know, as far as my culinary journey, he was my favorite um, celebrity chef um that i really watched re- very closely and i think i have all of his you know 11 or 12 or 13 books whatever the count is now that's a lot um his books are real you could actually replicate those those uh those recipes in your own kitchen and he does it in a language that you understand um and it's still high level uh, amazing food um so that's what drew me to him um and then I got a chance to meet him when he uh, came to visit to, to bring his kids to to Marine Country Day School back in the day. And um, and uh, we've been able to um, create a, you know, a friendship for a long time now and work on some different projects. Um, we've done some different uh, um, fundraising dinners together and um, just a blast to be around. He's full of life and always a hundred steps ahead of everyone in the room. And, um, but, but he doesn't brag about that. Right. He's Humble. just, he's just, he wants, he wants to bring you with him, yeah. Right. Cool. So love it. Love yeah. that guy.
0: That was cool. We wish very, you were very, here. Very we very we amazing. got to send you a little video rubbing it in. I appreciate a bit.
1: that. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate that. I felt, I felt very, I was very jealous. Yeah. Um, but, uh, maybe we'll have that opportunity,
0: uh, sometime down the road. He That'd be awesome. Definitely. will. Um, one of the other things that, and we, we talked, we mentioned it earlier about how you, uh, devote a lot of your time to working on national school lunch program efforts. And one of those things is, is the work you do through the CIA healthy kids collaborative. Um, I'd have a lot of friends on that committee. Um, i my friend Ron Jones, who used to work for me, um, went there a few times and unfortunately I just could never find time my schedule to get there but a lot of my friends go there and I love watching the work you guys do and I know you you were just recently there and and our mutual friend Chef Rachel Betragley was there um who is Chef
1: Rachel? Yeah she's I mean, uh, better than Chef Rachel.
0: There's you not many be people me. better than her. She's so pretty great. amazing.
1: I I taught, I caught up with her last week she's out here in California doing some trainings and uh she's the best. She truly is. I, I always uh always always um just covered my time with her because i always come away with um learning something new every conversation i have with her she's the best
0: she's very good and and i had been collaborating with her because she was in good net which is about two hours away from where we are just down 85 so we we collaborated a lot over the years and she she accepted a new role matter of fact i think i think today's her first day on the job Oh, I yeah. believe it is I think,
1: March one. Yeah, today, Elmer, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Today's her first day. She took a, a job as a, as a state department chef, and she's going to be able to spread her knowledge over a greater uh, amount of districts in Georgia. And that's really, really cool. That's so we proud of her. She's such an amazing lady also, but
1: well, t- that's, that's why, you know, I always say surround yourself with great people yep. and inspiring people. And she's one of them, you know, she could, uh, she could have stayed in Gwinnett, but she saw an opportunity to really improve this at the state level mm-hmm. in Georgia. And, and Georgia's lucky to have her. That's amazing. I can't wait to see the great things she does.
0: She's going to do amazing things. But tell us a little yeah, bit absolutely. about um, uh, the collaborative and, and the work you guys do is for our listeners out there who are not aware.
1: Yeah. So, so I was invited to, um, To join the Kona Institute of America's Healthy Kids Collaborative back in 2016, I can't believe it's been that long. But um, it's a yearly initiative that we um, meet in Napa each year in December, Um, and it's you know I would say it's uh, the top school nutrition leaders from around the country. Is about 40 of us plus um, a group of um, sponsors um, that we get to work with, Um, and we're basically you know. Seeing where school nutrition's been, where is it now, and where are we going with it? Um, and then we have um, our working groups, and I right now I'm a, a new leader of the plant forward working group. Um, so we're just um, just kind of getting the year rolling with um, with our group and i'm I'm co-leading it with um, uh, Jamie Hartz from Sodexo, who is amazing. Um, and we're basically taking a team and seeing if we can't inspire and, um, you know, get people to look at more plant forward menu items for, for school nutrition. Um, we're going to show them, you know, how to do it. Um, we're going to throw out some recipes. We're going to, um, talk about what, what works and what doesn't. And, and I believe our main way to get information out is going to be social media. So kind of look for that as we go along. Um, but we're kind of just building up to, um, blast a lot of this knowledge and information out um, probably at the beginning of next year, school year, which is, um, you know, August and, and September. So super excited about the work. Um, and it's always super inspiring to be together and just be in the room with these um, leaders from around the country. Um, and uh, it's it's become, you know, I've always, you know, found, tried to find avenues to, um Spread what I do and tell my story in school nutrition, and um, and that's been a great um, group that I know that the work that I do day to day will inspire them, hopefully, but also push out to the rest of the country because we're not a, you know, we're 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 there to create, um, you know, positive systems and different ways to look at school nutrition. Um, and, and we love to share that. And, you know, if we're not, you know, I think it's just some of the most important work that I'm doing to this day is, is working with that group.
0: Nice. Cool. Keep pushing results of that work you do with that group. Um, uh, because yeah, I mean, the country needs to hear about it. I know a lot of people follow it, but I'm sure there's a lot of people in the industry that uh, aren't as connected, uh, to that group or, or know as much about it. So, keep sharing. We'll make sure we share your stuff too, man. We'll make sure that everybody we knows shares the work you're doing. Cause mm-hmm. again, the more we share, the more we collaborate, the better everybody gets. And that's, yeah, uh, that's you know, we
1: appreciate that support. That's awesome.
0: All right. So we're getting close to wrapping up for today, but bef- uh, before we move on to the end part, um, do you want to share with our listeners how they can follow you on social media?
1: Yeah, so um, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, um, at Chef Jason Hull. That's uh, Chef Jason, J-A-S-O-N-H-U-L-L. Always looking for um, more and more followers because, in turn, I will typically follow you, and I want to be inspired by your work you know um so it goes both ways right well that's that's the whole purpose of it for us
0: i mean none of us are in this to get to get followers and likes so we can you know monetize it by any means um but the the people that are doing great work that are that have good social channels are doing it for the right reason it's like hey to connect with other people and share the good work and Mm -hmm. you know in this day and age that's the that's the single best way for us to get our message going out there you know share it get people following it um, I will attest to uh, the listeners here that uh, me and Jason have been following each other for a long time on social media, and his accounts are must-follows. Follow him. If you want to see good work, follow his pages. He does outstanding work, and forget about the hater who's going to say he don't have to follow the regulations because his food meets it anyways. So um, everybody needs now, to follow that-
1: that is true. And I appreciate that. Um, I do want to mention, you know, um, with, without different regulations, I'm able to do lots of different things, but I'm taking that those, you know, I'm part of a a California state coalition that is improving farm to school and improving the way we feed our kids in schools and in this on the state level. And I do my work on the federal level. So, but it's all, um, you know, it's, it's all work. You know, if, if we're going to improve the way we feed our kids in schools across this country, it's going to take all of us. Yes. It's not just one person. It's just us. It's just not, it's not the small districts. It's not the big districts. It's everybody. So um, that's my mindset for everyone out there that, that we're in this together. So yeah. share what you can share your wins, share your losses and We'll 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 go forward together. Um, you know, if you find one little thing to take from my uh, page and or inspiration, um, that's a win for me because you found oh maybe I can make one salad dressing once a month from scratch, mm-hmm. and or maybe I can get my you know my apples locally for the first couple months of the school year and see how that goes. Um, you know, that's the inspiration that I'm pushing out. Um, And then every time I talk to a director or a school chef from anywhere around the country, no matter what size district they're in, or if they're in a private school, or whatever it is, um, I'm always inspired. And I always,
0: always take something back to my kitchen and, and put it in play. Yeah, that's what's so. one of the most wonderful things about this industry.
2: Yeah, when I uh, go on your page, if I'm not being just completely awed by the pictures where it looks like a rainbow is straight up growing out of your garden.
0: It does. It really <laughs> it's does. so
2: beautiful. <laughs> um, the diversity of your menus. That's what I've really noted. And I think it's so cool what you guys do out there.
0: Well, again, he's, Yo, doing, he's uh, doing some of the best work in the country. There's, that's hands down. No, well, none. I
1: appreciate that. I, got, I have lots of great people around me, including my staff, and then including my partners um, across the country. And, um, yeah, it's it's just, I, again, it's 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 an amazing ride. And, you know, what's more important than feeding kids well?
0: Right. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's pretty much what's kept us in this industry. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Absolutely. what started me. I don't think it. It was a reason we all started in this industry, especially coming from the restaurant world. Um, but it's what's kept me here. It's definitely yeah, what's kept me
1: absolutely. here. absolutely. 100%. All right. So, so
0: my last time in Mill Valley, I got to hang out with you and, and our mutual yes. friend, Miguel. That was great. Thank you for that. Miguel, that was yes. that was very special for me, you guys doing that. But when you come to Greenville, man.
1: Well, it's, um, it's on the calendar. It's been on the calendar for a long time. I was hoping to get out there. And then the pandemic hit. I had, uh, yeah. I was speaking at SNA, which was, um, gosh, I think it was Nashville. Um, and then that got canceled because I was gonna tag on to a trip to the East Coast, and you're one of my number one spots out that way. So now I'm kind of reinventing that trip, um, possibly in the fall it may be this summer but it may be the fall but i'll 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 keep you abreast of it cuz i i'm definitely going to come see you and visit uh visit what you're doing and see and uh meet your team you know man, and awesome. rockstar team, I'm, man. I'm, I'm i'm always inspired by your posts um but you know i always um you know i think it's it's such a different a different thing um it's such a different thing when you're actually um, meeting face to face. Oh yeah. right, it's And and seeing and getting eyes on, you know, what your world is really like day to day. And I think that's really important. I've I've really taken advantage of the professional development that my school gives me to you know, number one, yeah, go to conferences, conferences are great. Um, and and having that, those meeting times with mutual friends from around the country is really important. But I think coming onto each other's campuses is is even better. So single greatest. um, Really taking advantage of that. Uh,
0: Be prepared because when you come, there's like an eighty five percent chance you're never going back to California. You're gonna fall in love with it. So just be prepared. (laughs)
1: Hey, uh, my my good friend Rebecca Polson, I believe you know. Yeah. um, Worked nearby. Yeah. um, You guys early on, right? Yeah, she was uh, a district
0: not too far from us.
1: Yeah so um she talks about that part of the country um with uh, really really loving it right so um yeah, I'm, I can't wait to get out there. So we'll,
2: we'll, we'll make it happen. We're going to make it happen. All
0: I right, thought his warning
2: was going to be that I will completely <laughs> fangirl out in front of you. She
0: did. Thank God no hey, cameras were hey, in session hey. today. I'm saying when,
2: if and when he visits, it's going to be a complete uh, you-know-what kind of show. Well, I'll like, lose boy, my mind. I like It'll the fact so that fun.
0: you mentioned uh, just – Following him makes you want to work harder. I think <laughs> I think it should be written in your, your work day where you got to like spend Check 20 in. minutes. Just, if it's going to make you work harder, then, you know, bring down. I'll have Jason be here it. every week just to motivate you to work harder. And what is it
2: going to take yeah. for you then? What do you need to... Actually, you're one of the hardest working people yeah. I know. I can't even like... <laughs> The man never stops. Well, never stops. Lauren's
0: a killer. I everybody knows no, I'm kidding. You, she's you, a killer. Post- she's the she's one of the hardest working smartest people I've ever met in this industry. Oh my That's God. Facts. A real That's life compliment. That's
2: facts. Thank you.
1: But isn't but isn't that the the jam? Like when you surround yourself with good people, I've been posting about that for about a month or so. Kind of my 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 you know my my message for this year is is um surround yourself with great people yes. right mm-hmm. and learn from them yes. and i think i think that you know i think sometimes we we get in such a rush in our own lives that we don't take the time to do that and i've been really being mindful about that this year
0: i'm going to so, add on that so not only do we get better when we surround ourselves with people who are oftentimes hopefully smarter than us but exceptional people Human beings and, and 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 workers, but I think it's equally as important to, to surround yourself with outstanding people with you know diverse opinions as well. Yeah. You know, and, oh uh, totally, one hundred percent. Yeah, Lauren brings a a, um, a different perspective to this district, and you know it helps me because you know we all get focused on on where our jam is, and right. it's, it's better it's better for everybody when when you got people around you that are just outstanding and also can help you see things in a different way.
1: No, absolutely. hundred percent. And I've been, I've been so lucky to work with um, chef Rebecca Polson and chef Samantha because out of Maine the last few years on different um, just different projects we've been working together on. But the main thing with that is getting on calls every month and just sharing what's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been really, really cool. When, when you, and I think that piece of in school nutrition is you know, we got to remember that that we can pick up the phone and have a quick call with Joe Urban types and, you know, uh Rachel petragulias and Chef Rebecca paulson's or Samantha Garbar Gasparos. Um, because we want to help each other and share what we're doing and tell our stories. And I think that's mm-hmm. really important to be really great storytellers because that's where the inspiration comes from.
0: I agree. Yeah. I agree. Sir, that's going to wrap it for today's podcast, but I just want to thank you again, my friend. Um, you've been a good friend for a long time, and I appreciate knowing you. You're doing great work. You're inspiring people. You 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 inspire one of my employees at the other side of my table to work harder every day, and that's a good thing.
2: It's true, though.
0: It's true, though. And it's just, it's just been great having you on the podcast, brother.
1: It has been such a pleasure. Joe, always love catching up with you. Lauren, looking forward to getting to meet you. Same. And, uh Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a blast.
0: All right, guys. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Until next time, let's go.